Welcome again to It Doesn't Take a Genius, conversation with introspective perspectives and pithy points of view. Here are your hosts, my friends, Max and Marty. I think that's Mark and Mike. Yeah, whatever. Ramsey! Marshall, what a pleasure to see you. Uh, for those watching the video, uh, you have a lovely oil lamp in your uh, background uh, image there. And I appear to be lit by an oil lamp. I actually have, uh, I, I believe you said I don't look like a teenage vampire right now. So yeah, that, I, I'm glad to have some color. Maybe it's maybe it's like your oil lamp is somehow by osmosis coming through my my screen to my camera. Oh yeah, I think, I do think it's, yeah, it's a virtual osmosis of lighting. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I'm in Ollivander's, uh, Ollivander's wand shop from Harry Potter uh, and uh, it's one of the questions that I ask, right? So one of the questions I ask, you know, you know, employees, I go, if you had a magic wand and you had one wish, yeah, what would you change? Yep. <laughs> and and yeah, you get some fascinating answers, and and you can you can direct that to you know when it comes to the customer experience. If you had a magic wand and you had one wish in yeah. it, you could change something. You're right. You can direct it towards a specific topic. So. So today we're talking about the leader. And uh, one of the things that we often can't change as team members is the leader. (laughs) (laughs) They they kind of are thrust upon us, uh, you know. And and so that's why I think we spend a lot of our time working with the leaders and and trying to create somebody who can get the the best performance from from their team. Yeah, and and I, I think you know that we'll we'll introduce our question here in a moment, but I, it's what you said is a very fair setup to the question. And I would add, I've maybe worked with two managers over the course of you know I've added it up. It's a hundred plus clients over the years, and I've worked with two two kind of two managers possibly who really wanted to dial in, didn't care. Uh, planned on coasting through their gig you know everybody tends to take that job and say i want to do this right you know i i want to i want to be a good boss i want to i want to seize the opportunity with this role um so that's why this question today is so important because it's a way for you to peel back that onion and and do it the right way so do you without further ado do you want to give us your question you've been you've been planning this one for a while and we're finally getting to it well, and, and, and yeah, I'm not, uh, uh, I think it's more of a statement, actually, right? So yeah, yeah. when you think about leadership, simply be the leader that you wish you had, mm-hmm. right? Be the leader that you wish you had when you had that job. And so if you're a, if you're a sales manager, yeah. uh, you know, be the leader that you wish you had when you were the salesperson. If you're the production foreman, be the leader that you wish you had when you were on the production line. Yeah, yeah. And uh, that, that caveat there at the end is the big part, right? Um, because if, if you didn't do it to the uh, role that you had at that time, uh, you wouldn't be taking on a psychological experiment here. Because that's really what you do when you consider that statement is now you're thinking back, getting back into the shoes of a younger you and saying, what was that really like? Man, let me tell you what I loved. Let me tell you what I hated. Let me tell you what was frustrating. And uh, giving that a chance to really uh, sink in because it's gonna spur you to action in ways that probably nothing that you or I say from the front of the room, Mike, 
will will ever uh, uh, spur. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. And, and keep in mind, right? We know from from DISC and our other work on behavioral styles that everybody wants a little something different. But I do believe there are cornerstone pieces that 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 just relate to us as human beings, our our needs, our wants, our fears. Uh, that that we all truly either either are repulsed by or lean in towards, and, and so thinking about, yeah, there's there's that list of here's what here's what when I was doing this job here's what the people who I reported to did that I really really liked, that yeah. that I wouldn't have risen to this level of management, wouldn't have got promoted, wouldn't have been able to feed my family to the level that I can, uh, without this particular. Uh, you know things that this person did, right? right. And right. then there's then there's that other side of the equation that we tend to remember more dramatically. You can hear my dog tap dancing in the background. Oh, that's uh, what I'm hearing. It's like, what's yeah. wrong with my room? Yeah, she's got to get her nails clipped. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, more dramatically, it tends to live in our minds of right. What did what did the people that you reported to? What did they do that actually held you back? Yeah. Uh, that created those conversations after the leader leaves the room and they all stand around going, can you believe that guy? <laughs> right. Yeah. He has right. no idea what we're thinking, what we're doing, what we're facing, uh, yeah. you know, and, and, and just, you know, created all that dissension and, and, and actually made it more difficult to do the job. And that's really, you said it before we started recording, you know, a lot of this is about empathy. You know, you're, you're empathizing with your people because you're getting into their shoes again. Um, but that, <laughs> what you just said, you just described empathy, right? Like if, if you were a good leader, you would have slowed down to make sure they understood. You would have slowed down to make sure you had communicated well. You would have slowed down to find out what the frustration points were. All of that stuff would have, would have been a boon. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and so, you know, and you see this with managers. The longer they hold the management position, I think the less and less they remember what it was like to do the job. Sure. sure. You know, and, and we see that when they talk about that from a customer experience standpoint, the, the higher up you go in the organization, the less you know about the customer. Yeah. You're insulated from the customer. Yeah. yeah. You're one step removed, two steps removed and so forth. And, and I was, I was actually working uh, with a, with a, with a business and, and we had this conversation that we had just promoted somebody from the, from the front lines to a management position. And the and the 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 owners were very excited because, and they even said something to the effect of, he still remembers what it's like to do the job. Mm. And the other managers, uh, you know, and from the perspective of the of the owner, was like, they seem to have forgotten, you uh -huh. know, what it what it takes to do that job and what is needed from the manager. Boy, that's a that's a stunning you know, realization and uh, to think what you lose, you know, when you, when you have all that insulation, all those layers of, you know, management in between you and the customer and so on. And, and I guess uh, that's, you know, what, what came to me when I sort of considered the statement and I was thinking through, you know, now I was thinking through like a question, you know, what are the things that I wish I had had that I wish I hadn't had? Uh, a lot of it really did boil down to, um, you know, I, I was at the ground level but I still didn't know anything, you know, like, you know, I had the customer uh, feedback right in front of me, but I didn't, I, I was so new to the, to the role that I didn't understand exactly what had just happened. You know, like, I, I, I don't think that client's happy, but I'm not sure why. 
you know? And, and so, so it was really twofold. Sometimes that was just me not understanding, you know, no, that client's actually really engaged. You know, they're giving you pushback because they want this to be super, super effective. The, the thing that you're working on for that account for that client. And, and so what, what I really wished I, I would have gotten more of in the early days, and I don't know that anybody at the time, you know, I, I hold zero ill will toward anybody because this is, you know, stuff that we really didn't even talk about back then, um, late 90s, early 2000s is, how am I doing? You know, like getting some, getting some feedback from uh, your, your superiors to say, uh, you're, you're doing okay. Here's, here's what's working. These are the, these are the things that are, that are going well. Uh, here's some areas where, you know, you want to, you know, work on improving. Uh, but, but even if I had just got a thumbs up and said, Hey, things are okay, Mark, still going well, that would have helped a young Mark Ramsey. Now, fast forward to our day and age, it turns out that that's super important. We're learning that, uh, you know, the millennials and, uh, Gen Z and, and so on, uh, would really like constant feedback you know, uh, weekly, daily, perhaps, um, you know, some of the big five accounting firms that are no longer the big five, are they the big three now? I don't know what they are. But anyway, the, the consulting groups, they, they're, they uh, have uh, surveys that go out at the end of every single client interaction in some cases. So, you know, all of your junior account managers are, are getting some sort of feedback all the time. I would have loved more feedback. Oh, yeah. No, I remember specifically, I had a job and and then I had this lovely Midwestern boss and, and this person was very nice and they would encourage me and they'd tell me the good stuff. And then I had the people who'd been doing the job longer around me going, all right, here's what management thinks really is important, right? You have yeah. to do this number of days per year. You have to do this. You have to do that. And, you know, you're, you're, it was confusing because my boss is telling me one thing and then these people who, mm. who are at my level are telling me something different. Mm. And, yeah, I discovered in the end, uh, yeah, the people were right. Uh, yeah, my boss had not, you know, shared with me all the information that I needed to be successful. And it could have been for a number of reasons, just wanting to be polite, uh, not thinking it was worth the time. Uh, right. But Maybe. bottom line, you needed to know it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, and, you know, looking back that maybe they didn't understand the culture in which we were working. <laughs> That's interesting. <laughs> I, they didn't know to communicate because they may have not have grasped it, you know, but right. I remember kind of like you was thinking, man, just tell me what's going on, right? Tell me yeah. when I'm doing well, tell me when I'm not, uh, you know, yeah. and, and, and the, you know, kind of what, what you describe is we've talked about this, the after action debrief. Yeah. All right, all right. You met with this client. We got some feedback. Let's sit down. Get, you know, go back through our coaching questions. What what went well? Uh, what would you do right. if you had to do it over again with a similar type of client? Uh, you yeah. know, what are you going to do from this point forward? What help do you need from me? Uh, right, man. I would have loved to have had that. Yeah, and and that's sort of uh, it, it's it's maybe a, a a telescoping of the same concept, but another thing that uh, a lot of people talk about wanting from their bosses. And, and, uh, we've all probably been there where we felt, you know, unfairly accused or what have you, but un unfair is the key word there. Benefit of the doubt. You know, I, I would, would have just loved uh, more benefit of the doubt of, you know, Oh, that didn't go well. Uh, let's see what happened there instead of, you know, boy, you screwed up. And this is, you know, like, like a shame-based system that didn't help me grow. You know, the, the, the shaming doesn't help you grow. 
but you know, assuming that you trust me to do the gig and there's probably something that we've missed on developing you, or there's something you need to get better at and we'll figure out what it is. No, you know, no worries here. Um, Cause a lot of folks on the, you know, uh, ground level, especially uh, are insecure about, you know, am I, am I going to hold on to this thing? Am I, am I going to keep this job? I remember uh, Mike, our first uh, time that we uh, worked together uh, you remember we, uh, we got our paychecks on Friday and I, I mean, th this is irrational. What I'm about to tell you makes no sense, but we went to our first training conference together. I looked around the room and realized that I was easily 10 to 20 to 30 years younger than every other person in the room. And I also knew I didn't know anything. And I thought these people have made a mistake and they're going to figure it out. And for about a year, I, I did just have a little... <laughs> catching my breath when I would, you know, see that Friday uh, mailing from the employer going, is this it? Is this, is this the pink slip? Is this the one where they fire me and they figured it all out? None of that makes any sense, but that just shows you. I mean, you know, I, I, I ended up finding out that I was a kind of a model employee in some ways that they really liked what I was doing on the administrative side. And uh, I, I kept all my clientele. I had good retention. So, you know, I, I actually was decent at the job but I was nervous as a cat, you know, any, any and all feedback helped me. That's why Dolores, our mentor was such a, was a great first boss there. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. And I clearly, you know, all of us telling you that, yeah, you were yeah. <laughs> right. I think, I think my quote was, yeah, if you were a company, I would buy stock in you. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you all were very kind. Yeah. yeah and we knew you were going places. So <laughs> um, but, but yeah, you need to, you need to hear that, uh, you know, and, and what do they call it? Imposter syndrome Yeah, yeah. It is real for people, yes. you know, whether you're a, a multi-million dollar actor or actress, or you're, you're just yeah. out there doing a, a, a pretty basic, you know, non-celebrity type job. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We often feel like, man, if they ever find out, <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. out of here. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so, that's it. So yeah, I think that 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 that's a, a really wonderful point, and, and you know, and think back like we talked about those ones that are so emotional, where where the 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 boss, right, your leader, your manager, did something that just made you insane, uh, and, and just don't you know, don't do that, right? Don't do that to your people. If it made you nuts, it's probably going to make the other people nuts, you know. I had, a, I had a guy I worked construction, put myself through college, and and the the foreman on the job would tell you to do something as you were doing it. So I would be stacking the lumber, and he'd come up and go, "Marshall, I need you to stack that lumber," and I don't know why, but it made me insane. Just like what you know, you couldn't turn around and go, "Well, what do you think I'm doing?" You know, you know. You know, just you did you, but you wanted to, you know, like, awful. You know, stuff like that. You're like, does he know? Does he know it makes me insane? And he's really excited yeah. about it, or, or is he? Is this on purpose? Yeah, yeah. Is this a purposeful yeah. thing? Yeah. So yeah, you know. So I've really made it a point not to tell people to do something that they're already doing. Makes sense. Just, just that simple, right? Just, just keep yeah. it simple, right? Maybe make your list, right? What are the things that, that were truly beneficial to me that my, my, my boss did? What are the things that, that truly held me back? And then, yeah, do more of that, do less of that. So uh, 
that's probably the wrap-up finality of this whole episode is this is not overly complicated do a little thought exercise and think back to what it was like to be in in the role of your direct reports and what what would you take from that that you want to stop doing what do you want to start doing uh the end now now go do that stop doing those bad things start doing those good things the end yes yes Thank you for wrapping that up so nicely with a bow. This <laughs> is so fun. I and and so so that our listeners, both of them, uh, know uh, why this is all funny to me is uh, we've had this on our list for a while, and I was like, I don't know what we're doing with this episode. I don't understand, you know, how that like what 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 what's the deep? Th- is there a deep like exercise or process? That, no, literally, ask that question of yourself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's the old T-chart, right? You draw a line across, you draw a T, and then you write pros and cons, right? (laughs) Right. All all things that were proactive, all things that were (laughs) negative. Make a list. Yeah, yeah. And maybe, all right, we'll make it harder. Prioritize it. (laughs) There you go. Yeah, yeah, look at your list of things that you you like that your boss did. Prioritize one and say, okay, I'm going to go work on that one for the next six months with my people. And then I'm going to make That's a list fair. of the other ones. And every time I do this, I'm going to make a, uh, you know, a donation to a charity that I hate, uh, you know, <laughs> just so that, that I will, you know, remind myself not to do this, right? I'm going to, I'm going to create a punishment for me if I do this to my people. <laughs> That's and, funee. Because I know it's bad. Oh, that's good. Um, all right. Well, uh, on that note, uh, I think this is a nice short and sweet one. I ho- hope it leaves people with just a, a, a mindset shift of uh, having some empathy with uh, with their people. And, uh, you know, let us know what you change. Can't wait to hear it. No doubt. Just remember what it was like. All right. <laughs> let's, uh, let's, uh, let's listen to our announcer who's a positive bright light in our lives. <laughs> exactly right. And there you have it, another session of contemporaneous extemporizing from Mark and Mike. I know it's redundant, but consider who we're talking about. As always, feel free to share the ideas you heard here. No right to reserve, no permissions needed. Thanks. See you next time on It Doesn't Take a Genius. That's good enough.